Kaufman. How's it going, everybody? This is Let's Talk Where the Discussion Gets Personal. Today, I have a very special guest in the building, a good friend of mine, George. How you doing, hey, George? I'm good, man. Uh, just excited for this draft. I've been, I've been spending way too much time researching guys <laughs> that are going to go in like the fifth round for that... no reason whatsoever. <laughs> hey, but that's that's football, bro. I mean, this is what we love to do. I mean, we love to scout these prospects. And in my opinion, we have a real deep draft this year. Um, from quarterback position to the wide receivers, even to the defensive positions, uh, preferably like corners. You feel what I'm talking about? And yeah, 100%. Um, definitely there's guys like the court, quarterback is kind of top heavy, and then mm -hmm. we go wide receivers super deep, but yep. then you go tight ends. You got you got one guy. Yeah, you got one guy at tight end, but this one guy, he, he's a dude. He's, he's a freak of nature. But I, I think that I kind of want to pick your brain today and see some of your philosophies and and what do you think with this upcoming draft? Because we got five days until, you know what I mean, somebody gets their name called. We already know probably the consensus number one pick is Trevor Lawrence. But underneath that, everybody else, it's up for grabs, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, there's there's a million ways you could do that top 10. We don't know mm -hmm. if there's still trades that's going to happen. Uh, what, are the, what do the Falcons want to do? That's what uh, I'm saying. I, I say you go pits, but that mm -hmm. starts that argument. You never take a tight end that high, which I that, think is nonsense. I, I kind of I, ha, I have to agree with that though, because a tight I, end. I want to hear your take that, on this. A, a tight end that high, you could reach for a tight end in the later in the later rounds. You feel me? And right now, try to settle like Atlanta quarterback Matt Ryan, not believing in it anymore. Okay. Do you want to get some maybe a maybe a a, a quarterback that you could have for the future? Or get you a skilled player that you know is going to be there in and out all the time. A reach for Kyle Pitts at number four for Atlanta—that's pretty big. Like, yeah, I think it's, it depends who uh, San Fran takes at, at three. But mm -hmm. when it comes to when it comes to Kyle Pitts, I think I, after we've seen what Kelsey and Kittle have been able mm -hmm. to do to an offense, it, it's a nightmare for I, I, defenses. I get, and people talk. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah. So when it a guy like Kyle Pitts, like there's never like you hear all the draft analysts like we've never there's never been a ranked tight end like Kyle Pitts graded this way. So you can point at oh look at the top mm -hmm. ten tight ends. None of them have ever worked out to to like the way that they were spotted at. Yeah. But like you say that with Big Twelve quarterbacks, and then Patrick Mahomes comes around and blows that all up out of nowhere. But yeah. it's just to me it's hard to reach because I've seen this with the Giants when we had the number two pick or whatever. And we reach for Saquon, even though I love Saquon so yeah. much. To me, it's really not paying off right now. You get what I'm saying? hundred percent. So that's why that that's why I'm scared of a reach like that. It's different maybe with a tight end because you know Kyle Pitts, six five, freaking nature. He's about two two forty, I believe. Great hands, and you know what I mean. He got great hips, and he could run in and out of routes, and he could score you some touchdowns. I just don't like the reach at number four for a tight end. But, what uh, what team what team are you on for the Giants here? What uh, what pick are you all on? You on offensive linemen? You know, I'm I'm big. I'm you want big. Waddle? What do you what do you want? I'm big on taking another skill player. I'm big on getting a okay. wide receiver. But okay. if I'm telling you, if we if we don't have if Devontae Smith is not an option, Jamar Chase is not an option. Even if no, Waddle okay. is not an option, I'm okay with taking a big guy. Or working in on defense and trying to get a good defensive player, maybe a Micah Parsons, maybe a Patrick Certain, you know. And 
And because I'm not really trying to reach for a skill player. If Devontae Smith is gone, let's scrap it and let's keep moving. Let's let's build the line or let's build on defense. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm eager to hear what what you think about the, the number eleven pick for the Giants. Honestly, I think it depends what the Cowboys give them. In mm-hmm. a sense, obviously, like that's going to be biased. But um, if Patrick Sertan is there at ten, he's yeah. go, he's I think he's going to the Cowboys unless like a Penny Sewell ends mm-hmm. up free falling. Or um, I think there's a lot of people that like Rashawn Slater, and Rashawn Slater's yeah. the next guy that. If he falls to the Giants, man, yeah. I like I know you want a skill player, but Rashawn Slater falls, mm-hmm. and you saw what he did against Chase Young. He's gonna do that two times Bro. a year, and that's what that's I'm a good. If he good if, if if he's there, I, I'll take him. I'll take a big boy, and we could plug him in at multiple. I, I believe he could play both sides, right? Yeah, people are worried about the arm length because mm-hmm. uh, he kind of has guard arm length, but. The way he uses his hand, like the way he uses his hands, I think he he can. You saw what he did with Chase Young, like <laughs> yeah. he he held his own against Chase Young. That's a big and, boy in in and of itself, Chase Young. Well, so. a, ta- a tactician too, a guy yeah. that he's got five moves he can throw at you, mm-hmm. and he he was able to handle it. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah, so I mean, I do like I do like Rashawn Slater. If he's there, take him. But you know what? There's a lot of things that we could uh, do in this draft just because our free agent overhaul was was pretty sweet. So we could probably go in any direction. Do I know? Of course not. You know, only Dave Gettleman knows. And, and no Joe one knows. Judge, yeah. You know, but. Want to start with quarterbacks? I'm glad. Yes, I'm glad you're on the show. And let's get right into it right now. Let's talk about quarterbacks. Let's talk about, you know, what is your top five list at quarterback uh, right now? Just going, just going down the list quick, I go – it's pretty basic. I, I mm-hmm. go Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Lance, big drop off. Okay. Who, and then I go big well, la- round round drop off. Let's let's not get too wild. Mm-hmm. And then I go Mac. And then I I put Mac next to one of actually like one of my pet cats, which is like pet cat is like you like him, but no <laughs> one else likes him. Yeah. So you call him your pet cat. I love this guy. <laughs> I love Jamie Jamie Newman from Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. I, I, Tell me why. Tell most, me why. Well, Jamie Newman's one of those guys that he opt- he opted out, but mm-hmm. the thing is, he played at Wake Forest his I think his sophomore junior year. Grad he graduated Wake Forest, but then he transferred to Georgia. Yeah. And you give him a year in that Georgia offense, I think he would have moved his stock up so high. Probably would have been a dude. Yeah, and I'm I'm a real big believer in him. And when I watch him and Mac Jones, man, I don't see much of a difference. <laughs> like I'm I'm. We could like, all say I'll, we could all say we're not too high on a Mac Jones. I just he's got adequate arm. Like what's yeah. his arm doesn't blow you away. And at the same time, you look at his wide receivers. Like when you go to the NFL, you usually have the best wide receivers you ever had. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like Joe Burrow. Like you're gonna have worse wide receivers yeah. than you're gonna than you had in college. His wide receivers were open by ten yards each time. Especially, I mean, if he falls to like a 49ers, it's a good system. But I I don't believe like like you said, I don't think he has the arm in this league to be to be great. You know. And we've seen players like players like what's his name? The Chicago Bears turned Buffalo Bills. Uh, Tr- Tr- Trubisky. Uh, Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, we've seen players like that, you know, not the best footwork, not the best technique, not the best arm, really not be successful in this league. That's why I'm scared of a Mac Jones. You know? Yeah, like there are guys like obviously Lawrence at the top just because mm-hmm. 
he's that day he's the day one ready yeah at, at the top of the draft like he he's, he's day brutal. one mm-hmm. he, dude he's so fast in his reads like his mental processing like he knows the ends of the play before yeah. he even snaps it yeah. but then you look at a guy like Trey Lance is my number four but could Trey Lance be the best in this class easily I, yeah, but he's, he's just I like Trey Lance and he sat out this year too I believe right he did he's he's and he's a sophomore a lot of a lot of room for improvement. He was a sophomore. He's going to be a rookie this year. A lot of room for improvement with Trey Lance. Yeah, with, with Trey Lance, you know, like he he's one of those guys. He's the only one that calls his own protections. Mm-hmm. So he's he's one of the smartest guys. Yeah. He calls man, mandatory meetings the night before games, like Friday night meetings before a game. But when you watch his film, you know, like he runs a ton, man. He yep. throws the ball like fifteen, only fifteen times a game. He's going to be legit. Whoever he goes to, he's going to be legit. Big, but it's going to take time. I'm what what did you say? It's gonna take time. Don't yeah. force him into something mm-hmm. like and, and expect him day one that this guy's gonna be a gunslinger. Yeah. I think that's the appeal of of Wilson. Zach Wilson's my mm-hmm. number two just because he makes all the no 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 yes throws <laughs> where my comp for him, honestly, my friend actually brought it up the other day, was he's a mix between Brett Favre and Johnny mm-hmm. Manziel for me, where he's gonna once one game he's gonna throw 400 yards four touchdowns yep. you're like this guy is it he is the next coming of mahomes and then the next time the next game he'll throw for 150 and three picks and you're like mm. what, what is we he need, the one we... i get yeah, yeah exactly i understand that i understand that zach i believe zach wilson is going to be be that guy in this league like 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 you said he's going to be he's going to have his ups and downs in his rookie year even if he plays if he plays but the Jets are gonna. I think the Jets are gonna play him. You think the Jets are gonna get him and plug him in automatically? Oh, yeah. The it's just I, I hate to say typical Jets, but you know yeah. the Jets need that guy mm-hmm. that they just is got just rid gonna. Of Sam. Yeah, um, that's gonna be interesting. Like, what's gonna happen with that? Hey, but I mean, they're changing the culture over there in in, in Gang Green. You know, hope so. so. So I mean, if Zach Wilson comes in and, and he starts gunslinging and he starts balling, they're gonna they're gonna love him automatically. But let's. How about we talk about somebody that you know. People are really not talking about in Kyle Trask from from Florida. Like, yeah, I'm I, hearing the Saints want him. I watched his uh, his pro day. I think Kyle Trask is one of the better ready quarterbacks to play and win now than most of these uh, most of these guys in your top five. Could you agree with that? The the way I I have Kyle Trask is I think he's um, low end starter, but I think he'd be a great backup. Like mm-hmm. you you throw. Like even if he doesn't work out as a starter, like yeah. you throw you throw Kyle Trask in there, I think he's gonna be a backup. Like at worst for the longest time, he's a got backup? he's a high floor, a really high floor guy. But just a backup, you don't think he could be a starter in this league? He definitely can be. There are games where he just picked apart defenses. Yeah. Just I'm believe but, what, he um, threw he threw over four thousand right last yeah. year over four, and I think like forty something touchdowns to eight interceptions. I mean, yeah. the, the dude's a ball, and he and he's like six five. So we could see he could see over these offensive linemen. What system do you think could like be could excel him to the you know to being a great quarterback in this league, a starter? Because you have him on the bench. Like you talk about like the New Orleans Saints, you give you give mm-hmm. him a system where he, where he has weapons. Make him and, let him sit a year. Yeah, even let let him learn the offense, and you give you give this guy weapons. You don't make him do too much. Mm-hmm. I think he like he has the same questions as Mac Jones with the arm, but. Mm-hmm. Like I think he he can get the I think he can get the job done for a team. I'm a big believer, bro. I I mean he has great footwork. He has some size. 
right. He the arm is a little a little touchy, but he can make the throw. He's accurate. So yeah, I, I just I, want... I just hope he falls into the right system. If he winds up with the Saints, that I think that that's a great system. I don't know who's starting for them this year. If it's Jameis or the other kid turned quarterback, but I believe if Kyle Trask ends up on the on the Saints, it's going to be legit. Yeah, I think for right before we go to the next position, I just want to. Mm-hmm. I think it would be be it would be. I'd be remiss to not mention Fields. Is yeah. for for me, Fields is he's right next to Wilson, and the only thing mm-hmm. the only thing that puts Wilson above is the ooh ooh ah plays. But I think people don't talk about uh, Josh uh, Justin Fields. Josh, Josh yeah. Justin Fields accuracy enough. I that's think what I'm saying. He doesn't get enough love on his accuracy, and then you talk about a guy that wants to be great. I think he's one of those guys that he's going to put the mm-hmm. hours in on his craft. And like you said, any of these four, top four, I don't see it with Mac Jones with, with the arm. And I think he's kind of late on throws. The ball placement could be a little better. But yep. out of those top four that I mentioned, I think any of those could be the number one. That's what I'm saying. Any Anybody could be the number one. Unfortunately, unfortunately we know Jacksonville. We know where they're heading. But yeah. – but Fields, he's great, and he has the arm strength, he has the accuracy, and he could run a little bit too. So we got to look for that on any team that he goes to, any team. Yeah. You know, let's let's get into wide receiver now. Let's do it. This is real deep, real, <laughs> real, real, real deep. All right, who is your top five in this year's draft, and maybe a sleeper that you got? Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna get hate on this one, but mm-hmm. um. Obviously, I, I got Chase at the top. I think that's that's okay, Jamar sealed. number one. Yeah, Jamar number one. Then I go Waddle, and mm-hmm. this is the one where I I love her. I I have Rashad Bateman at three. Okay. Uh, Devonte Smith at four, and then Elijah wow. Moore at five. Oh wow! No, and Jay, that's not no, no Jalen Watt. You had, you had Waddle in there, right? Waddle's number two. Yeah, number two. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't. This isn't a slight at Devonte Smith. Mm-hmm. I just think, and I think we've we've talked about this before. Is when we when you look at Rashad Bateman's routes, he has the most defined route tree mm-hmm. right next to Watt, him and Waddle. Yeah. Their, their routes are incredible yeah. and their ability to get open. Mm-hmm. It's crisp. The ability yeah. to get in and out of breaks, the footwork is there. All right. And and the thing about Waddle, he has some speed. He's great athleticism. athleticism. Doesn't so, get tackled too. He's tough to get down. Yep. Yep. And, and kind of reminds me of not – not size wise, but like you said, you really can't tackle him like a like a CD Lamb type, you know, because you really can't tackle CD Lamb, and he and he's crisp on his routes too. Yeah, the joystick mm-hmm. can't can't tackle him, man. Yeah, but so, Chase with Chase, you know, you look, he beat every single cornerback that he faced, good ones too, mm-hmm. Trevon Diggs, C.J. Henderson, uh, the guy from Clemson last year. He embarrassed all of them. Yeah, I'm curious at at why Devontae Smith is number four. A lot of people are talking about, you know, his size and when he came and he weighed in at a little under a buck 70. I think it was, what, a buck? 170. 170, right? Uh, it does Is his size attributing to his number four slot? Because this is the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, about. I know. It, yeah, definitely a little bit. You know, 170, it makes you think a lot about Hollywood Brown mm-hmm. uh, um, and how that Ravens offense has regressed because he just hasn't become a true yeah. number one like A.J. Brown has in, te- in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But um, with Devonta Smith, you know, he's not like he people always talk about Marvin Harrison with him because he doesn't do anything great. Yeah. But there's no flaws. He just does everything good. 
So it, when you're wide receiver, you talk about ceiling a lot. And mm-hmm. I think just like guys just do things. Some guys do things better than he does. Yeah. So do you think he reached his ceiling? Do you think, do you think the Alabama offense was predicated and set up for him to be successful? Of course we see a lot of players like that, but like, do you think Devontae Smith could offer us more in the league? Yeah, I think he definitely could. But um, I think people don't talk about it enough is Jalen Waddle had better numbers That's what through, I'm like, saying. The first, through the first four games mm-hmm. before Waddle got hurt. Yeah. I believe Waddle and, is, is, is like one of the best overall draft prospects in this draft. And he's kind of been going unnoticed for being like one of the best wide receivers in this year's yeah, draft. Because his teammate was won the Heisman. Mm-hmm. That's facts. But, and like we talked about, this is such a deep group where, like, to me, if you're not getting one of the top, one of the top three guys, mm-hmm. just wait until like the third, fourth round because you got you got guys like, um, like Nico Collins from Michigan, yeah. Dwayne Eskridge, Shy Smith. Like, look at some of the catches Shy Smith makes. It's like, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, I understand. And you get this guy in the fourth round. Yeah, like that's what that's why it's so like it's so deep this 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 draft, and. You have Elijah Moore in your top five, and a lot of people really aren't putting him up there like you are, and I know you're high on Elijah Moore. Can you just tell us why? What does Elijah Moore have that others can't offer? He stands at 5'9". I mean, his leap from from 2019 to 2020 for Ole Miss was a great jump, over 1,000 yards this year, eight touchdowns. What is it about Elijah Moore that you think is, is where you see greatness? Yeah, I think he's just a, a can't-miss slot guy. He's mm-hmm. going to be a, a great slot-wide receiver, and he's a good enough route runner that I think the problem with Tony is a lot of people have Tony in their top three or four. But mm-hmm. the problem with to- Tony is you kind of just need to scheme for him because he's kind of all over the place with the routes. The hands, the hands are all over the place. Uh there's a, high, a really high bust potential with Tony. Uh, a lot yeah. of there's off the field stuff, mm-hmm. but um, Elijah Moore, I think he's just more of a short thing. Like I'm taking the safer guy. Yeah, yeah, and he and he's proven too. He he's proven. I think he's gonna be able to be a good wide receiver in this league and plug him in in the slot. Maybe even out wide. I know he, he got some speed to him. Maybe even yeah, out he, wide. he he did everything for that Ole Miss offense. Yeah, like literally everything. Run the run the ball, catch the mm-hmm. ball, like. He, he was good, exhausted he, by the yeah. He, he has good hands too. I, I don't know what, what yeah. game it was against, but I saw he caught a fly route down the seams on like two defenders, like in between two defenders, brought it down. So the, it, it might have been Bama because they, they they scored like sixty points. That yeah, game. might have been, but he he's legit. He's legit. As we yeah. trans, as we transitions from the wide receivers, I, and, I, and I love your list. I love how you have Elijah Elijah Moore in there and Jalen Waddle at number two because I'm big on Jalen Waddle. As we transition to defense now, give me your top corners that you think is going to be successful in this league. Everybody knows my number one. I talked about it a few weeks ago with Patrick Certain. But who, yeah. who do you believe is 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 the best corner in this league? And give me your list. Yeah, when it goes to my top five in corners, I got I got Sertan at number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I go, I got Horn. Okay. AJC. Uh, then Gregory Newsom, Caleb Farley, and then Asante Samuel Jr. Mm, okay. Asante yeah. Samuel Jr. Big fan. Um, but like you said, we've talked about Patrick Sertan yeah, before. Uh, but the thing about Sertan is it's just um, 
he's just so smooth. It's you just feel so mm-hmm. safe. That's what I'm getting saying. Patrick you, Sertan. You want that security. Yeah, like he's such a high floor. Mm-hmm. But you, I remember we were talking, and you talked about him. There's not not much flair. You know no. I mean? he's just a regular guy back there, and he's gonna lock up maybe a one or a number two. Yeah, I think a lot of people. With when it, the appeal for J.C. Horn is you contrast the two with Sertan, it's like sometimes Sertan looks like a guy that play. This is the compare like the guy that plays football versus mm-hmm. the football player, like a guy that shows up, does his job, does it really well. That's Patrick Sertan. Sometimes like it's boring film because they just yeah. don't throw at him. That's what I'm saying. But, but but that but that's that's great. Just because yeah, honestly, I don't want I don't want I don't want yeah, to throw. I don't want him. nobody to throw at my side <laughs> if I'm playing corner. I mean that's why he that's what makes him so great. So I mean, is he gonna fall? If if the if he's there for the Giants, if the Cowboys don't take him, if he's there for the Giants, would you be happy with that pick? That the Cowboys didn't take Patrick yeah, Sertan. If they, yeah, if they don't take him and he's available for the Giants, Un- unless the pick was Panay Sewell or mm-hmm. maybe even Slater, I could swallow it. But you can't turn down Pat Patrick Sertan. It's it's really like he's. I can't imagine Pastor Tan not being a solid corner. Yeah, and he's one of the bigger guys too. So yeah, I'm but not, I'm, I, not, I'm not worried about him guarding uh, uh, a bigger guy like a DK. You know, yeah, and good receivers. good tackler too. Mm-hmm. I think the Al- the Alabama guys, you know, you're getting a good yeah. tackler. Well, yeah. JC Horn, I I love JC Horn. I, I the thing about JC Horn is. He just wants to fight you on every play, mm-hmm. and he—he's that. When you talk about what's this, what do you want in your corner? It's like you want that guy who gets off the plane, and he looks around. He's like, you know who I'm covering. <laughs> he's like, get the hell out of the way. I'm traveling with him. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give this guy two and a half hours of hell, and he's gonna hate me he's at the end of the me. game. Yep, he's, that's J.C. Horn. He's gonna follow me on all social media accounts. It, you know, yeah. one of those. he's just gonna want the game to end. Yep, I understand that. So, so J.C. Horn, you had him at what, number two? Yeah, Horn's, Horn's two for me, and it's it's close. Him mm-hmm. and Sertan are one and two. Then there's a little bit of a drop-off yeah. uh, with the Caleb Farley news. Mm-hmm. The and problem with Caleb Farley is his, his, when it comes to backs, like, I backs don't get much better. Yeah. Like, how, how much better can a back get? You That's very true. That I mean, we've seen that. How much better can a back get? It's You're like right. it's a second second issue with it. Like mm-hmm. how much better? It's not going to be like these just go away. It seems yeah. like a lingering problem. Yeah. Hey, but that's the league, you know. That's the league. We got yeah. It. We fall for, we fall for medical concerns all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, all the time. So do you think that's going to hurt his draft stock? Oh yeah, he he. Many people had him as cornerback one. I think mm-hmm. he's going to go maybe cornerback three, cornerback four now. And that's uh, he's going to be losing some money because of that too. A million. So unfortunate. So unfortunate. So, so we cover, we're covering some corners. We covered our wide receivers. We covered our quarterbacks. Let's get into a little bit of edge. And I believe we were talking before, it's not really so much edge guys that could really make a difference for a team in this year's draft. We don't see any Chase Youngs coming out in this year's draft. Who who is a surprise for you in this uh, in this edge edge rushers in this draft? Who, who who do you have that's you know your top gun? Who's your top guy? Uh, for me, 
my my top edge rusher is Jalen Phillips out of mm-hmm. Miami, and I think the the thing about him is what he's such a high riser because everyone was talking about his teammate who opted out, Gregory yeah, Rousseau. Rousseau. You, so you you don't have Rousseau as being the number one. You I don't have Rousseau as a as a first rounder. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I you watch the film on Rousseau and mm-hmm. it's just like. He's got no moves. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's yeah. just he's beating guys with power. And most of his sacks, he has fifteen point five sacks. That's what everyone throws at you. Mm-hmm. But I'd say six or seven of them are, are all coverage sacks. Yeah. Like it's not really him doing the job. Yeah, he doesn't when you watch an edge rusher in college, you want to watch a guy that has give me a swim move. Mm-hmm. Give me give an me, overhand shot. Yep. yep. Something, something man. a like, rip or something. And he he just runs it. He's yet. just a bull <laughs> he's just a bull rusher. You know, back yeah. it into the quarterback. He gets the sack and celebrate. You want to yeah, see? Like it you worked, you want to see James Harrison, but yeah, it, but James Harrison's a dude. Like exactly. James Harrison, like James Harrison's a goat. Like, you got to do more than bull rush. Yeah, you got to do more than bull rush in this league, especially now. Especially yeah. now. So you like an edge rush? I like Quiddy Pay. Not the best. Okay. Not the best numbers. Smaller guy. Run but, defender. Good one. Yeah, but I and and I love his heart. You know where he comes from. And, and his story, I believe, is going to propel him to the next level. You know where his him and his mom came from, and things like that. And he was pretty he was pretty solid for Michigan. Stop the run. Not he's not going to get you the sacks. Like he's not going to get the high number of sacks. But he's fast off the line, and he's always going to be in the backfield, in my opinion. What yeah. team? What team does he fall for? I don't know. Like I have. Where would no, you take him? I'll take him. Anywhere out of the top, I, I don't think he's top ten talent. Okay, but I agree. A, anywhere beyond ten, I'm okay with. You get what I'm saying? I, I'm okay with him being number 14, 15 guy. You know, I believe that's where he's gonna go. I believe he's gonna go around there. Yeah, I completely I agree with that. Maybe to a team. Uh, I don't know what team. What team needs more edge rushers? Never get too many of you them. You can't. That's what I'm saying. You can never have too many motors out there on the edge trying to get a sack, trying to get a sack or something. This I would give a shout shout out to one of the edge rushers that I don't think gets enough love whatsoever. Actually, when it comes to edge rush, I think he's my number two or number three. Um, I love Joseph Asai out of Texas. Ooh, wow! Like he, most people have him like mid second. I think mm-hmm. he falls mid second. Like you're getting a guy that, like we like we said with Quiddy Pay that you love about him is. Mm-hmm. He high motor. Yep. I I think he's got more bend than people give him uh give him credit for. Get um, around those big offensive linemen. Yeah, like you talk about, and he actually got sacks. And he got like eight and a half. While mm-hmm. we got Jason Oway going in the first out of Penn State. Jason Oway didn't even have sacks. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of numbers <laughs> from from these uh from these players last year that are coming out. No, you know, not, got a lot of opt outs. You know, that didn't play. So there's a lot to prove, especially with these edge with these edge rushers. I'm still still curious why Rousseau is is so far off your list. Well, we already know, but like I believe that he's gonna come into the league and and be a dog. Yeah, I think you know? he got some with Rousseau. But the problem is his um when he tested at his at his pro day, mm-hmm. he was I think 20 pounds heavier than he was when he played. I think someone. The rumor is someone got in his ear and said, you need to add weight. You need to add more power. And he, his testing numbers were terrible. Yeah. He ran, ran a slow 40. Um, like, 
and and the, the measurements weren't as good as people thought they were not like not a good broad jump like mm-hmm. he, he wasn't as, as athletic as people thought they were and his teammate Jalen Phillips blew him out of the water and a guy that you has like he's got a rip he's got a chop yeah like he's got the same motor I I think if the medicals check out for Jalen Phillips he he's uh edge one for me edge one yeah all right all right all right Man, this has been awesome. This is Let's Talk where the discussion gets personal. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back with my boy George, and we're going to be discussing some linebackers next, all right? We are back with my boy George. I had to take a quick break really quick. But what's next is we're going to discuss some linebackers, a, a favorite position of mine, all right? And, uh, George, I'm just curious. Again, I know you have another list, all right? Yeah. Who do you have on this linebackers list that is going to be uh, great in this league? Yeah. Um, I, going down my top five, I got, in order, I got Micah at mm-hmm. number one, Mike Parsons. Then I go Zayvon Collins at two, JOK at three. Okay. Jamin Davis at four, and then Jabril Cox at five. All right. Why is Micah Pearson... Michael Parsons so high on your list. Tell me, I know he he's 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 a freak of nature. Yeah. So with Micah Parsons, I think when you, when you look at linebackers, you want to see what are what are their flashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, it's linebackers. It's a lot of fit. What do, what does your team need? And I yep. I actually break it down like what um for Micah Parsons, he's the best pass rushing linebacker. You need a guy that you're going to blitz at linebacker or that just gets into the backfield. Michael Parsons is your guy. But mm-hmm. when you talk about, like, um, who's the best – when I see zone coverage, I think Zayvon Collins is the best zone coverage linebacker. Yep. So if you're looking for a zone coverage guy, that's your guy. Or um, a man-to-man uh, cover guy, I think JOK is the best on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I so, I like Parsons a lot. I'm very high on him, but I've been hearing he has a little bit of, a, like, maturity issues. Yeah, and, the, the uh, off the field stuff's uh, it's kind of some uh, some bad stories. Yeah, so I that's why I mean I feel like he's gonna fall on draft day. How how far? I don't even think I think he might fall out of the top ten. I don't yeah, even. Yeah, that that's definitely reasonable. Yeah, and I don't believe the Giants. I know they they need a linebacker. I don't believe we will pick him if he's available either, just because of those off the field issues that he that he has. I hope he could straighten it up, of course. But yeah. I, I, f- I feel like Parsons can go out of 15. Yeah, um, I think with Parsons, let me actually answer your question why I think Parsons is one. I think if you want to see the best linebacker tape mm-hmm. of anyone this season, if you watch Micah Parsons against Memphis and you think – and if he could do that on the next level, that's a franchise-changing linebacker. Yeah. But he, um, when you watch his tape, he uh, he still doesn't really know what he's doing. Like mm-hmm. in, in high in high school, I think he was an edge coming to Penn State, so he's kind of new with the linebacker yeah. position. His coverage is kind of raw, and he takes the eye candy every time mm-hmm. on read option. Man. He takes the he bait. Know, oh, dude, he doesn't know who's getting the yep. ball. I would have to but agree with he, I would have to agree with you on that. What he guesses right, man. He could hit. Mm-hmm. He could get into the backfield, and he could rush. He can give pass rushers hell. Yeah, that's that power that he has. I just hope he could get, you know what I mean? I just hope he could get his affairs in order so he could be successful in this league. And I hope the off-the-field issues and the maturity issues don't cost him money in the end because we've seen it with players, you know, 
having some problems and they're afterthought and sooner or later they're out of the league, you know? And Xavier and Collins, I like, I like him in your top five. Like you said, great cover guy. All right. And he's, and he's a big boy too. Like, Six four, six five. Yeah, yeah nearly like, six five. <laughs> like, dude, dude, dude's he's a dude. Nearly two seventy two. He's a big dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so what team do you think he could fall to? Who do you, like? Where do you think he's gonna be the best? What team does um, he go to? Saving Collins. Uh, I think when you look in those mid to late teens, mm-hmm. you need a guy. If you want a guy that is, um. He's really earned everything he's got in football. He, he's one of those guys, no scholarship offers. He like went to a uh, like a spring camp at mm-hmm. Tulsa, and that's how he got his offer to Tulsa. And, man, he, he's one of those guys who just worked his ass off for four years, smartest of the group. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you gotta, you're not fooling. You got to love those stories. Oh, yeah. Those like, are great stories right there. But when you you don't see the same flashes that mm-hmm. you see from a guy like Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa mm-hmm. who just, he's like one of those linebackers that you say like, damn, this guy, he's a, he's a hand eater. That's what you call it. A guy that like eats with his hands. That's just like a, a maniac linebacker. It's like, dude, so like, like <laughs> you want on your team, but you don't want to play against. <laughs> Word. Do we see him fall in mid teens, say the Miami dolphins? For uh, JOK or Zavin? Zavin. Uh, yeah, I think I think some people might let Zavin. I think Zavin might fall early to mid twenties. If mid twenties, because because I think a lot of people like JOK more because JOK has the flashes. Mm-hmm. He has Michael Parsons' flashes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But he plays a lot of control sometimes. Yeah, I mean you got you want to be in control when you're on the field. So if he can fix that, he's he's the guy. Yeah, he's one of those Swiss art. He has a lot of uh, Jabril Peppers in his game. I think some some people might put him in like uh like that uh not like a safe. He was used almost as like a safety in mm-hmm. Notre Dame sometimes. Oh wow, plug in. He's a plug in. Yeah, could do a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's he's what a we like. Maker out there could be multi-purposeful in the NFL. Do 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 a hundred jobs in the NFL, and and you're gonna have a job basically. Yeah, there's some guys that, um, like, uh, it depends what you want in the mid-rounds. Like, if you just want a coverage guy, because coverage Mm -hmm. guys is what the new NFL needs, because you need to learn how to cover Travis Kelsey. You need a linebacker that can cover Kelsey. Yeah. (laughs) So, which not many can, but um, that's why guys like Jabril Cox at LSU is kind of rising. And that's why guys like Nick Bolton out of Missouri, who's kind of, he's he's small, um, great, he's, he's a good run player, but, um, Coverage leaves a little bit desired sometimes. Oh, okay. All right. So moving on, bro, I just – since I know you, you're very versed on a lot of these prospects, I just want to know who are you most impressed with so far with, like, all of their preparation for the upcoming draft? Like, who is your player that you think is going to be the best overall? Player that I think is going to be the best overall. Yeah, that impressed you the most. Um, I think, um, to be honest, uh, Patrick Sertan, people were talking about he's slow, he's slow, he's slow. And then he works mm-hmm. his ass off and, and he tests with like, what, what do you run, like a 4-4-4? Four, four, four? He is pretty so, fast. People thought he was a 4-6 guy. No, he's pretty and, fast. 
I think he really surprised people with his testing numbers. Mm-hmm. And same with Jalen Phillips, like another guy that um he really rose through the ranks during this whole process. Yeah, I I would have to say I agree with the Patrick certain Sertan because he. He he's six two and he's fast. He he was fast and he put up and he's strong too. He put up some numbers on 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 the bench press as well, you know. With me too, I would like to say like Kyle Pitts, very high on. Even yeah. though even though I don't think a team should reach for him in the in the top five, I don't think he should go to the Falcons at number four or anything. But I I was impressed with him and his pro day and his preparation and, and his speed too. Do you ever see like um and this is just on a whim. I just want to know how you how you feel about this. Um a Kyle Pitts uh sometimes what running wide receiver out and being stretch wide out there. What do you think? Do you think he yeah. you think he has what it takes? Oh yeah, 100%. I see they they uh Kansas City does have a Kelsey too mm-hmm. and it's because he's just such a big body. Yeah. Um uh, enormous size and I think the one knock on uh on Kyle Pitts is his blocking but when you mm-hmm. watch his blocking he um he kind of loses slow like he and he they uh I saw an interview of him the other day I think the Cowboys posted something and it's like what do you need to work on he's like I want to work on my blocking I want to get better at my blocking yeah. and you like to see a guy that knows what his flaw is and he mm-hmm. wants to get better at it that's right and, I, and to be honest I believe Kyle Pitts is gonna is gonna excel in blocking when he gets to the league they're gonna teach him some better techniques he's going to be with his position coach and that's something he's going to work on other than that i really don't see anything that's wrong with a kyle pitts and that's why i was so impressed with him at his pro day and everything he's been doing leading up to this thursday april 29th in cleveland we have i think about one more topic to touch on and i know you wanted to bring this up about the opt-out situation with college football this past year. Can you uh go into what you was uh, saying about the opt-out situation? You think some players should have opted out this year? Yeah, you know, there's there's some guys that um they're like, oh, should he have opted out? Should he not have opted out? Mm-hmm. I think there's players on both sides of the coin here. Yeah. Uh, there are some guys that played this year that I think would have been better that they didn't play. Uh, you talk about uh, – a Sean Wade. Sean mm-hmm. Wade was a uh, he was an inside corner, so he was kind of like a nickel corner, yeah. and he was he's he was a first round corner going into this year, maybe second round corner, for how bad he was exposed in the playoff game and the national championship. He was embarrassed in the national championship game. He's <laughs> maybe he's a fifth rounder now, mm-hmm. and you talk about guys that have just fallen since they played. Marvin Wilson out of, out of uh, Florida State. He was a first, maybe second round D tackle. Yeah. And he played like three or four games this year, was kind of hurt, and then he just opted out. And it's um, it's so un- it's it, it's really unfortunate because, you know, these are some guys that have a dream and, you know, to hear Sean Wade might be a fifth round pick after what the scouts said he could be first, second, it it just sucks, you know? Yeah, with with Sean Wade, you know, like he might have he might have played so bad at, at corner. He might people might try him. At, he might be a safety for some teams. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I think you wanted you wanted to see more film out of Rousseau. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you also want to see more film out of Parsons and maybe some maturity out of Parsons. Yeah. Like if absolutely. Parsons would have, if Parsons would have had a year of film where he could have shown that he doesn't take the bait every mm-hmm. single time, and maybe him being a leader on the team. Yep. Rather than bullying his teammates. Could have did uh, something. <laughs> yeah, could have did some things for him. 
in this yeah, year's draft. I, I think it would have made him a lock, uh, a lock top ten mm-hmm. if uh, if he if he could have showed that. But then you look at guys like Jamar Chase who opted out and comes back and is is like treated like God, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> when, from, when you, when, from his pro when day. You Jam- when you look at Jamar Chase. It's um. He he had Joe Burrow last year, and mm-hmm. he had nothing. To me, he had nothing left to prove. What did yeah. Jamar, Jamar Chase? Whatever good corner you threw at him, he embarrassed mm-hmm. them. That is every single every single one. He had nothing left to prove. And, and mm-hmm. when you watch the film on Rashawn Slater against Chase Young, there he has he showed what he could do. Yeah, like absolutely. if the arms a problem, he put that to rest right there. And I think Penny Sewell, um, he's only twenty. There's some young guys in this draft. Uh, Penny Sewell, I think, is only 20 years old right now. And then there's a guy to A&M. I think he's only – Bobby Brown, he's only 20 years old. Yeah, I also um, I, I also heard Penny Sewell might have a little bit of maturity issues too. And that could attest to his age. But that's what I that's what I heard from the grapevine. You, you get what I'm saying? I don't know if you heard about it, but I heard Penny Sewell too has – comes with his, uh, his flaws. And we all do. You know, we all do. So I'm not knocking the guy. I'm just saying, you know, for the team that he gets drafted to, you might have to watch out a little bit. Yeah, I, I, the thing is, I've actually I've had to do so much research to try to find out what because I, I heard that too with Penny Sewell and I was never able to find mm-hmm. what it was. I don't know if someone's just saying that just so maybe he falls to them in the draft. Mm-hmm. But when you you see guys like like the stories that pop up right away is like Michael Parsons the bullying yeah. issue, Kadarius Tony pulled over with a loaded AR-15 yep. in his uh in his back seat. Mac Jones had a DUI. People yep. don't know that either. That's crazy. You would never know. Yeah. You know, you would never know. Man, Those are like concrete things that we know about. That's facts. That's facts. And before we close, I just want to know, what are you most excited about in this year's draft? Like, what are you looking forward to? Your team 100%. getting, your team getting a, a top pick or, or what is it? Yeah, I, I think definitely it's the um, – because everything's been so remote, mm-hmm. it's, there's going to be some guys – that are going to go in the second or third round that are going to be stars in this league just because like teams haven't been able to put their hands on these players yep. enough that there's going to be some ultra booms and mm-hmm. there's going to be some ultra busts in this draft. That's what makes it so great. That's what, that's why this is one of the drafts that, you know, I'm watching round one through round seven. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because you, you just don't know with these players this year. A lot of a lot of opt outs, you know. Opt outs is another thing. Yeah, like it's it's it, it is crazy, and that's why I'm excited to watch this year's draft too. You know, I'm gonna be there with my popcorn ready, to see what number, what pick eleven is. But after that too, I'm I'm excited, to see what what's going on. Yeah, you know? football. As soon as it's gone, you know, we get, we get to jump into the draft process and we mm-hmm. keep football in our lives, and then after the draft. We get to hype about these prospects until the uh, year starts. So it's like <laughs> that's right. Ends. I'm also I'm also looking forward to uh, hopefully you know having some fans in Giant Stadium real soon. You know, so I could go out yeah. and catch a couple games because it's been yeah, it's I, been a while. Yeah, I think by uh, I think maybe by September. I think maybe at least in New York, maybe it'll be uh, half cap. Mm-hmm. Like Dallas is Dallas going to be full. But, of course, um, of course, Dallas is going to yeah. be full. You know the South, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm living. I'm, I, I've been in. Uh, I've been in Charleston now for for uh, two years. Hey, pretty sweet. That is I, dope. I, yeah, it's good. Good weather, good food. You know. That's it. 
Hey, so I, I just want to say I appreciate you, brother, for hopping on this platform. You know, we could talk some sports a little bit. All right. I mean, it's going to be a little bit of animosity when we talk Knicks Celtics. That's coming up, I believe, in, in a few weeks. We might have to do a little thing on that. But before yeah. before we head out, can you just tell the people your, 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 your handle, your IG, you know, maybe something in store for the future? Like, what's up? What's going on? Yeah, um, my handle is just George Fabian, mm -hmm. and um, it's, yeah, G-O-G-R-G-F-A-B-I-N. Uh, um, but, yeah, I've, I've just been trying every single year to go deeper and deeper on this uh, on this, on this draft process. You know, it started, like, a few years ago mm -hmm. where I would basically just watch, like, highlight films, like the Just Bombs Productions. Yep. And now it's it's been like a... Um, if you watch three full games play by play and you analyze and i feel like that's what like scouts say mm -hmm. that's the way to properly like you got to watch the good games you gotta watch the bad games when you yep. watch justin fields you got to criticize the um the indiana game where there's three picks the same as his um his clemson game where he he looked like the best quarterback in the draft absolutely absolutely all right well that's awesome bro uh, i can't wait to uh, do some more things in the future right this has been fun uh, and I appreciate you, bro. Uh, this yeah. is Let's Talk, where the discussion gets personal. All right. Go ahead, George, before before yeah. we close. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, bro. I really um, I really like what you're doing on here. This, uh, you're putting out great content every single week, and I just got to say keep it up. Uh, and I'm going to be listening. Absolutely, bro. You don't know how much that warms my heart, bro, because, you know, we're doing some great things over here at Let's Talk, and we're going to keep doing great things. Uh, I appreciate you, bro. And uh, for the future, we're going to be talking Nick Celtics real soon, all right? Just, whatever you want <laughs> stay tuned for that because you know the knicks have been winning winning lately and we've been doing some great things yeah you know they're really starting to turn a corner uh if you want a podcast recommendation that shattered podcast mm -hmm. uh on the athletic talks about the 90s knicks until now i think yeah all right definitely, uh, take a look at that yes yeah. sir i'm gonna give him i'm gonna give him a holler i'm gonna see what's going on definitely gonna listen to that podcast all right bro it's been great have a good one you too bro all right all right, this has been awesome. I had to chop it up with my boy George. Very, very, very versed on prospects and the draft. So he knows his stuff. He's not just coming out the woodworks and schooling me a little bit and teaching me some new things too. So I'm going to put those to work as well. Uh, thank you all for rocking with me. You know where to find us. Everything you need is in the link in the bio. And everything you need for George is going to be in the description below. All right, make sure you follow. Make sure you like, make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe. All right, and this has been fun. You're rocking with the best, all right? And I know you peep the Florida State Seminoles gear and the fresh fade that I got going on, all right? This has been fun. Have a good one, America.